Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. Man, I, I have always loved a good story. I know it's true. We have three kids, uh, three kids at home, and, and I can start. In fact, I just did this last night with our youngest, too. I was laying in my four-year-old daughter, uh, her room, and, and my son was in the room as well. And I started this way once upon a time, and I had him. Like, all of a sudden, they're like, oh, I can't wait to listen to the rest of this. And usually it goes something like this. Once upon a time, there was a dragon. And my four-year-old's like, oh, right? And, and, you know, our oldest daughter's getting a little too old for dragons and those types of things. But I love a good story. And this one is one of the, one of the greatest. So I, it's kind of an ordinary day. Kind of picture David. We've been talking about David. David in this story is a young boy. We don't know exactly how old, but he's a, he's a boy. In fact, he's going to be called a boy by several different people. They're going to remind him, you're just a young guy. You're just a boy. It's kind of an ordinary day for David. I don't know exactly what he's doing. David's a shepherd. Maybe he's, I don't know, using a slingshot, shooting rocks at trees, squirrels, you know, those kinds of things, right? And, and so he's hanging out with his sheep. I imagine that David's the kind of shepherd who has names for his sheep. So, you know, like really strong, like Jewish names, like Bob, right? So he's like, you know, talking to a sheep named Bob. And so, he, so he has, he's hanging out with the sheep. Seems like just like this ordinary, do you ever have these weird days that are just like so normal? They're just like boring, right? And so David's in this, so his dad comes up. So his dad comes up to him. He's like, David, I need you to run an errand. And, and I'm, I'm sure like every other young person with their parents are like, come on, not a chore, right? And his dad's like, no, 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 no. I need you to take some food to your brothers, your older brothers, your oldest three brothers. His oldest three brothers' names were Eliab and Abinadab. These guys remember Abinadab because every time they heard the word Abinadab, they thought dab. They thought that, so they dabbed, right? So Eliab, Abinadab, and Shema. So your three brothers are on the front lines of a battle, David. And I need you to take food to them. And I'm sure at this point, David's like, sheep, battle. Yes, please. Okay, I'll take the food. And so he goes. It's about 10 to 20 miles. So, I mean, it's quite a journey to get there. But he gets to this place. I want you to picture this place. In fact, I think there's a picture that's coming to come up. It's the actual picture of the place. This is the Valley of Elah. Can you say Elah. Valley of Elah. In fact, if you played the game that's the board game that we play in our groups, the Valley of Elah is in the very middle of that, of that board. And, and the Valley of Elah, on both sides are these hills, or these, I don't know if you'd call them mountains, but these two mountains. And this is where the two, the two enemies were facing off against each other. So let's just kind of picture on that battle front on the other side, on the mountain on the other side, is where the Philistines are camped. Can you say Philistines. Okay, the Philistines are camped there, and they have a champion. Now, when I say champion, here's what I mean. Sometimes in ancient battles, instead of the entire army fighting, they thought, why do that? Because, like, a lot of people get hurt. Let's just have the champion from these two nations face off, and the winner wins. Brilliant, right? And so the Philistines on that side, they had a champion, and you perhaps know his name. His name is Goliath. Now, Goliath is just one of those names. Can I tell you a story? When I was in high school, I played football, and there was this guy who was older than me, and his name was Spike. 
Now, I thought it was just a nickname. Here's what I learned. That was his real name his mom gave him, right? Spike was the kind of guy when he was wrestling, people would try to get away from him and tap out or whatever they do in wrestling to get away. He would actually pull them back in to like hurt them. That's Spike. One time I was playing defense and, and I had, uh, my coach called a play and I had to run through a hole and I tackled Spike. He was running the ball and it knocked him down. And I was like, this is greatest day of my life. Right? I stand up. I'm like, yeah, right. And, and then coach said this. And I remember terror, terror, just like oh, all the way down. Right. Coach said, play it again. And I'm like, oh no, Spike's coming my way. And he did. He like looked, looked at me and I looked at him and he looked at me and I'm like, I'm dead. I remember he ran over me, right? Spike. I remember being terrified of Spike. Goliath is around nine to 10 feet tall. Now you might think no one is nine to 10 feet tall. Actually, there were people who were nine to 10 feet tall. Uh, there's actually world records of people about that tall as well. But a stool, if I were to bring that stool and set it on stage and I were to stand up on top of it, uh, it would make me about that tall. I'd be about as tall as a basketball hoop rim that's out in that room. So Goliath is about 10 feet tall. He is so large, the armor that he wears weighs 125 pounds. That's more than some of you. That's just like his coat that he's wearing. He has this spear that's as tall as him. The, the iron or the bronze tip, just the tip of his spear weighs more than a bowling ball. So imagine someone taking a bowling ball, shaping it into a spear tip, and then throwing that at you. No thank you, right? So he is down, and he comes down into this valley. He comes down to this valley. Twice a day he comes down to this valley. Just him. Everyone else lines up in a line, a battlefront on both of these mountains. Israel on this side, Philistines on the other side. Goliath comes down with his spear, a shield bearer. One of his servants comes down with his shield. He's carrying this spear, and he starts to mock the Israelites and say, who will you send down to fight me? Now, I don't know about you, I was already afraid of Spike. Uh, as for Goliath, no thank you, right? On this side, there are some people you would expect to be ready to stand up for God. I want you to hear this phrase. We need a bigger view of God so that we have a smaller view of our enemy. We need a bigger view of God so that we have a smaller view of our enemy because God is powerful and we are his servants and so on this side of the mountain, there's a king. His name is Saul. Now, when Saul became king, one of the things people noticed about him is that he was taller than everybody else. In fact, he was a whole head taller than everybody else. And he was a warrior. But Saul's not willing to go down and fight. He's even the leader. He's not ready to go down. David's three older brothers are not willing to go out and fight. One of the things that they noticed about David's oldest brother, when Samuel came to figure out who was going to be the king, remember, David's the youngest, is that the oldest brother was taller than everybody. So there's these people who are most likely the people to come, but they're, here's what the Bible says, they're terrified. Goliath comes down into this valley, this valley right here. He comes down 40 days in a row, twice a day. Goliath comes down 80 times and mocks them and said, who is going to stand and who is going to represent your God? David comes, the shepherd boy, and he's kind of peeking around. What's going on? His brothers make fun of him like older brothers typically do to their younger brother. Oh, David, you just go home. Why are you all letting him do that? How long has this been going on? He's kind of confused. 
wait, aren't we like God's servants? I mean, God, like the living God, like the God who created the valley, the, the same God who promises to be with us. You remember, do you remember David's song? The Lord is my shepherd. Now, it goes on to say, even though I walk through the valley of darkness or the shadow of death, I will fear no evil or I will have no fear of evil. Here's a valley. It sure seems like it's a place of darkness and evil, but David knows what everyone else has forgotten is that if God goes with me, then God also will give me the power to get through whatever I face. So David, this gets around that David's asking these questions. David gets brought in before King Saul. Saul's like, um, I heard you're asking some questions about what's going on here. David's like, I'll go. David looks at, or Saul looks at David and is like, are, are you sure? And David goes, well, there's this one time that a bear came up and tried to, to steal one of my sheep, Bob. And, and this bear tried to come up and steal Bob, and, and I killed the bear. And there's this other time that a lion came up, and, and I don't know the other name of the sheep, I forgot. And, and so the, the lion came up, and I killed the lion. If God went with me and helped me with the bear and the lion, I mean, I, I'm sure he's going to go with me in this as well. Because that's how David believed about God, is that God has gone with me, and he's going to go with me. That if God helped me then, he's going to help me now. Now, I have to tell you these two stories. I'm actually, I'm from Colorado. I've actually encountered a lion and a bear, a mountain lion and a bear. The bear story is this. I was actually on a zip line at a church camp, and I was getting ready to get into a paddle boat, and my parents were on the other side of the lake. And as I get ready to get on the zip line and go down, this bear walks out and starts eating trash. And it was one of those moments like, there's a bear. What am I supposed to do? Last thing I thought is, let's kill it, right? Um, in that moment, let's kill it with my bare hands or my slingshot after all. Uh, the lion story is a little bit more detailed. I climb, we're climbing on rocks. And we had a little kid with us, and I was in college. We climbed down into this, under, under some rocks into this cave, thinking, ah, oh, this is kind of neat. I'm first to get down in there, and as I get down to this cool air, and then I notice some things. Um, First of all, droppings, but that's a whole other story. But then there's like this, this bone that still has like deer hide on it. I mean, it's like a chicken leg, but it's a deer leg, right? Ready to eat, right? And I'm like, huh, what does that? Right? And it didn't take very long for me to register. Like we're in a mountain lion den. And so the, the entire youth group is with me. We kind of quickly like, ah, nothing to see here. Let's get out. And we heard it as we left. There's a family who took a family picture in the mountains. Snap. And this is in the days where you had to go develop it. They took it to develop that picture. When they got the picture back, what they didn't know is in the tree right behind them, there was a mountain lion just like looking over the top of their family picture. Smile, right? Like David, here's what David said. David said this. David said, God has gone with me. Let me ask you a question, students. Do you realize that God has already been walking with you? One of the things that David believed is that God had always been walking with him. Whether it's him facing a lion or him facing a bear or now the people of God facing Goliath. Is that he had a big view of God and therefore whatever his fear was could be smaller. Now we look at that story and we recognize that Saul said, oh well let me put armor on you. And, and this armor didn't fit David, right? He was too little. And he said, no, I'm going to go just as I am. Because it's more about God than it is about me. 
It's, it's more about the fact that God is powerful, not me. And so David walks down into this valley, and there's a, a river. And sometimes it's dried up, but there's a river that ran through this valley. And he goes down into the, the riverbed, and he picks up five stones, five smooth stones, and he puts them in his shepherd's pouch. And you know that's for his slingshot. And he goes out to face Goliath, and Goliath laughs at him. But David knew that God was on his side. Now, we take that story, and sometimes it's difficult for us to go, yeah, but... I'm probably never going to actually like face Goliath. I'm probably never going to be like on a battlefront with Goliath standing in front of me. But here's what's interesting is that sometimes what we fail to recognize is that we have enemies. We have enemies that are too great for us to defeat on our own as well. And some of those enemies we can't even see. Can I just name two of them? And sometimes these enemies cause more fear than what even someone like Goliath could cause. Can I name them? One of those enemies is an enemy called sin. And sin has a way of waging war against us. Sin has a way of attacking us and our families and us and our communities and who God created us to be. Sin can be an enemy that can cause fear. But you want want me to name another enemy? Another enemy that we face is an enemy called death. I was walking with my son. At this time, he was probably six years old, and we were walking down the street, up by the high school, actually, and, and there was a dead cat on the road. And I know, it's so sad. And so as we're walking, as we're walking, he just stops. He stops, and, and again, he's six at the time, and he just looks at this cat, and he's like, it's dead. I'm like, yeah, buddy. Yeah, that cat's dead. And so he walks up and he kicks it. I don't know if he like expected it to like move, right? Like that would freak me out, right? If it moved all of a sudden. But uh, but I think he was just processing, what does dead mean? And it didn't move. And here's what what my six-year-old son looked up to me and said. He said, we're going to die too, aren't we, daddy? Now, of course, I'm like ready to cry in that moment. And he's still kicking the dead cat. But here's what, here's, what, here's what I want you to know he knew in that moment. That, that death is an enemy that, unlike Goliath that David had to face, death is an enemy that all of us have to face. And sometimes you know this, because some of your students are at this time right now, where sometimes that can keep you awake at night. It can make you afraid. And, and sometimes you've been to funerals and it can make you sad. It's... It's what David talks about, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of, of death. And just like David the shepherd, Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd. And Jesus, not us, Jesus, not us, is like David. Jesus comes as God's son. And people didn't expect him to be anything significant. He was just a carpenter's son from Bethlehem just like David from Bethlehem. But, but Jesus faced an enemy that we were afraid of, sin and death. And he used an unlikely weapon. You, you know, you see David use a, a, a slingshot, but Jesus used a cross. And when Jesus died on that cross, he said these words. He said, it is finished 
You want to know something about those words? Those are battle words. Those are words that says the enemy has been defeated. The war is over. It is finished. And Jesus in that moment says, I've won for you. And he proved it by raising again on the third day to new life. And so sometimes we see those enemies of sin and sometimes we see those enemies of death and sometimes they can bring fear into our life. What we need to remember is that when we have a bigger view of God, we can have a smaller view of our enemy because God is powerful and you are his servants. And we follow Jesus as our king because he has already won. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for who Jesus is and that we serve him. Help us to see his power and the fact that we, like David in this story, are merely his servants. And that God, when we face, when we face difficulty and darkness, we can face it with you. And God, we can have courage and boldness and hope because we walk with Jesus. I pray for these students that they'll see that he loves them and that he is powerful and that he is truthful and that they can trust him. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com.